On today's Encore episode of The Chris Hanna Show, we're going to be talking about the importance of eliminating waste. It's important to eliminate waste or anything that doesn't provide value to the process or to a customer as much as possible. The more that you can eliminate waste, the more efficient and productive you, your team, and your career ultimately will be. Welcome to Season 1 of The Chris Hanna Show, where we're going all in on how to improve your impact, your productivity, and performance. Today's podcast is brought to you by Evolving Management. Isn't it about time that companies and leaders rethink and evolve their approach to managing? Visit evolvingmanagement.com for featured content, blogs, manager toolkits, coaching solutions, and more. That's evolvingmanagement.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Chris Hanna Show. Today we're talking about one of the topics that I am really passionate about and excited to talk about with you today, and that is eliminating waste. Now, when I say the word waste, I'm not talking about garbage. I'm not talking about trying to take stuff out to the end of the driveway or any of that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is actually waste that exists all around you uh, in business and in life. It's basically anything that doesn't provide value, and it's crazy to think how much waste there is out there. You know, doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting the same result, as I've said numerous times and has been quoted often, is the definition of insanity. But when you think about it from a business perspective, why do so many organizations continue to make employees complete tasks and assignments that provide no value? Unfortunately, a lot of people get stuck in their ways, failing to evolve their approach. I know many leaders who express frustration about being unable to tackle specific projects stating that they lack the time to do so. I'll argue that most people actually do have the time. It just depends on how they prioritize it or not. If they genuinely don't have the time, then an exercise to eliminate waste and non-value-added tasks are ultimately what's needed. You know, as a, as a leader, as a contributor, whether you're part of a team or running an organization or as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, you need to take a look and see what kind of waste is around you. It's time to get those scissors out and cut what's non-value added. If you can eliminate waste, you can ensure that only value added work remains, increasing your capacity and allowing you to increase your strategic value overall. When I talk about waste with, with companies, I talk about the importance of recognizing that, that waste is connected to continuous improvement. As I said earlier, waste is defined as anything that does not provide value. And in this case, we want to talk about waste not providing value to the customer. You can think of waste as an obstacle that can get in your way and delivering value to customers too. I've challenged teams in different industries to look at waste as anything also that annoys them. When we talk about continuous improvement, obviously we're talking about certain things like lean continuous improvement, which is popularized and really started with the Toyota you know, organization. But I'm not going to talk about Toyota specifically today, but I think it's important to note that being aware of waste and how that is part of lean continuous improvement thinking is something that a lot of people might have heard of, but they don't really know or understand. You know, if you can be aware that there are eight forms of waste combined with trying to eliminate them, you can drive a tremendous amount of positive change. While the definitions in the description on the types of waste can differ depending on the source. You know, I'm going to share with you eight forms of waste 
and a couple examples for each that I think as you start to look at your own world, both personally and professionally, you'll start to see these pop up everywhere. And that is, can be a really fun thing to do when you start to eliminate them. So the first form of waste I want to talk about is motion. And that's really about unnecessary or excessive movement by people within a space. Some examples that you might see would be searching for files on a computer, unnecessary button clicks, you know, walking to and from a printer, moving from meeting room to meeting room. When you really stop and think about it, there's so much motion that happens in the course of one's day. Motion is one of the biggest forms of waste that you just see everywhere. The amount of times that people will click through something and they'll try and, you know, navigate a website and it's more clicks than it needs to be or trying to search for a file that can be really difficult to find because they're not organized. That's a form of waste. It's the time associated with all that motion and movement that really exacerbates the situation and makes value less likely to be found. Another form of waste is overproduction. And that's where you're really producing something that is not required. You know, I, I see this quite often as well, where you see that there are people who are producing reports that no one uses anymore. The classic example would be a leader asks for a report from somebody and that person continues to create that report, maintain that report, but it's never actually used again. I've had people in my career where I've been made the mistake of asking for something and they've continued to keep producing it and I never looked at it again. Tremendous amount of waste. Another example of overproduction could be emailing, replying to everyone. This happens a lot in, in both personally and professionally that people get emails and stuff from everybody who seem to abuse the reply to all button as an example. Not everyone needs to read that or hear that or is interested in what's being sent. Sometimes when you think about, you know, people printing off multiple copies of something just in case, you know, getting extra material just in case they need it. Overstaffing resources beyond what's needed. Not all organizations are, are always flush with people, but there are some out there that you know, have more staff needed than they, than they actually do require. And so when you overproduce staff, that's just producing a tremendous amount of waste. I think about some retail organizations that I've seen where you see staff just standing around congregating around, say, like TVs or just sitting on couches within, say, a furniture store. They're doing so because they have more people scheduled than they actually need. Another form of waste is extra processing, and that's doing more work than necessary, and sometimes at a higher quality or quantity than ultimately is required. An example of that could be, you know, collecting information that you don't need or, or data that's not needed. You might be asking your customers for something that is not needed at all or that you have no intention of using. So if you're not looking to use that information, why ask for it? As I've said, there could be some excessive reporting that could be done. Or how about using multiple systems to accomplish tasks? That's obviously a form of extra processing. There might be an easy business case that could be made to really consolidate tools all into one or find a solution that can give you that consolidated view. Or how about when there's a process that is implemented and there's multiple signatures or handoffs that happen? Does every single level need to sign off on a requisition for a new headcount or a new piece of software? Probably not. One of the big forms of waste that exists in many organizations and within people's lives is waiting. It could be waiting for 
a next step in a process or for information to arrive. I find that around waiting, the one of the biggest forms of waste is really meetings. You see so many people showing up late to meetings and that produces waste because everyone else is sitting around waiting for things to begin. The amount of time that is spent in meetings is absolutely insane. But when you think about meetings that don't start on time because they're waiting for someone to show up and you take everybody's salary who's attended that meeting, it's so much money wasted. Another example would be like system delays or slowness. You know, time is money. And so every time that a system is freezing or there's a lag or it takes longer than it should to process something, that is such a waste of time, money, effort. Another form of waste would be defects. And this could be things where there's mistakes, there's errors, there's incorrect information or quality concerns that ultimately require some sort of rework. Yeah, I believe that if you just get it right the first time, you don't have to make it right after the fact. So examples of this would be like defective products, which is obviously, you know, one of the easiest ones to spot. Missing your correct, incorrect information could be something that's on a form or on a website that really should be there. Or like a manual that's not up to date that causes customers to maybe contact, you know, looking for support. It could be design errors in a site that if it was just done correctly the first time, it wouldn't cause issues. Data entry mistakes that there are ways to make things easier as opposed to have to manually, you know, tackle them and, and, and go after them. Three more uh, forms of waste kind of coming up just after this brief note about uh, our website, Evolving Management. Isn't it about time that companies and leaders rethink and evolve their approach to managing? There are lots of new ways to improve performance, productivity, and overall impact. Visit the website evolvingmanagement.com for more solutions and resources to help you, your team, and your organization leap to new levels of success. That's evolvingmanagement.com. Another form of waste was inventory. Having excess products or materials that are not processed or used by the customer. This could be having excessive supplies, having files, resources, equipment that are all piled up. Uh, one that I really can't stand is excessive emails in someone's inbox. I can't believe how many emails that some people have in their inbox. There are people who I've emailed throughout my career and you, you just know you're not going to get a response from them. And there's times where I've sat with them and I've seen the inbox that they have and it's thousands, literally thousands of emails just piled up in their inbox that they're not able to get through. Having that excess level of inventory, the amount of emails that they have, makes them less effective than they could be. That's why I talk about things like trying to get to a zero inbox and trying to become more productive. The more organized your inbox is, the more effective you are overall. Another example could be more information or content that's necessary on a web page. Sometimes less is more. And if you just flood your website with so much content, you can really lose the true value of the stuff that's really important. You know, second last one in terms of waste would be transportation. That's the unnecessary movement of products, material or information. So that could be examples such as moving items in and out of storage, poorly designed layouts, excessive document filing, stuff that just really doesn't need to happen overall. The final form of waste is underutilized talent. 
And that's not using the talent of employees, your team, or the organization to the fullest capabilities and potential. Unfortunately, there are so many people who are working in organizations or in roles where they're not suited for that role. Their strengths aren't being maximized. They're given no level of professional development. The tasks aren't really aligned with their strengths. There's limited empowerment or authority or ultimately responsibility. Or there are some leaders who just fail to solicit feedback or ideas from team members uh, so they can actually improve the work or the environment that they're in. The more that people can leverage others, the more impactful things can be. And when leaders forget to maximize the talents of their team, it's actually, I think, one of the worst sins anybody can actually make in an organization. That's why so many people are looking for new opportunities and new positions. And that's why engagement is so low, is because leaders are failing to unlock the potential of their people. They're underutilizing talent. And that creates a situation where people start to go and look for new opportunities and new work. You know, some final thoughts here in that eliminating waste and non-value-added tasks can be incredibly fun. You know, if you can free up capacity, you can do more value-added activities and you can tackle new exciting things. You could find ways to make your team and yourself more productive. You can have better employee experiences, maybe better products, better services. Ultimately, you also increase employee engagement by starting to eliminate waste. As long as you get everybody else involved. As I've said earlier, is that eliminating waste can be about getting rid of what annoys or bugs you. So you want to make sure you're asking your team, what do they want to see stopped? What doesn't provide value anymore? If you continually hunt down opportunities to cut down on rework and you listen to pain points that frustrate your team members, that can make all the difference. So my challenge to all of you is this. Look at your own world, both personally and professionally. I guarantee you, you will see the eight forms of waste. And once you better understand the eight forms of waste, you will see these examples everywhere. You want to work to determine the root cause of waste and eliminate them wherever possible. Doing so is going to make you, your team, and your company more productive and ultimately more effective. But it's also going to drive a better customer experience. You've been listening to The Chris Hanna Show. To have me speak at your next event or for additional solutions to help you achieve more than you thought possible, visit chrishanna.ca today. For other solutions and resources designed to help companies and leaders rethink and evolve their approach to managing, be sure to check out evolvingmanagement.com. Lastly, please remember to subscribe and share to receive the latest episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. We look forward to connecting with you again soon for another episode of The Chris Hanna Show.